Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly place of worship. For Welcome to Driven God. Radio Show, your right home for car talk, <laughs> covering the latest news to the greatest views like on the biggest names in performance and sports, and just plain cool uh, driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio Let's rev up the Mongo conversation. Like Time for yeah, Driven my, Radio my, Show. Mongo like nice weather. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> the scenic, horses now. scenic Overland Park, Kansas, just beautiful today. Really gorgeous. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends. If there's something you want to hear more of, tell us. Our special guest this week, <laughs> this guy. He's perfect. He just knows his stuff inside out. It's Jeff Briggs, general manager and partner of Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Kansas City. Jeff will be here to talk to us about all of our favorite Mopar enthusiast cars, Victory's off-road track, and what we can expect from uh, coming out of Chrysler in the future. Horsepower. Big engines. (laughs) You know, you got to like what Chrysler Dodge Ram and Jeep have been doing the last few years because they are unapologetic they make no bones about it it is big muscle and everything they can giant freaking engines who else has the brass <laughs> who else has a has the brass to crank out an 80 840 horse challenger drag car from the factory yeah factory yeah Fa- mass factory. produced factory Ooh, i know the answer ah dodge <laughs> just and and we're gonna we're gonna name the cars all kinds of stuff like Hellcat Demon Draw, oh. Testosterone, uh, Elephant. No, hell, the Elephant yeah. in the, the room. The, oh, yeah, sweet man. Jesus! The, the I hell, love it. The Elephant engine. Is anybody here gonna dress the Elephant in the room? Oh man, <laughs> I, I would like to take that engine and cram it into just about any four wheel, three with two wheel, anything you could <laughs> stuff it into. And we've got tons of news to oh, cover. Dude, yeah. So, uh, let's get to it. Lots of stuff going on. New York Auto Show is postponed. Oh, yeah. There was a, turns out there was a gas leak. Oh, no. <laughs> because of this uh, epidemic of things, which we all know what's going on, the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, dude. Excuse me. Work uh, is really... Uh, you know, coming down on the what, whole the coronavirus station? thing. Yeah. Uh, we've got eight radio stations, side note, eight radio stations mm-hmm. crammed into one building. And uh, they are all about, there are signs up all over the place. We're, we're going through contingency plans. Um, you know, I may be working from home uh, before too long just well, to keep us from being around people. Now, maybe that's actually a, a comment idea, on my though. personality. but oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, no, just you. Yeah, you just work you. from home. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, and, and working in your underwear in a studio goes over a lot better at home than it does there. You so. know, it does. It's weird. People look at you funny when you're walking up. Here's the thing I don't get about the whole underwear? coronavirus and the flu and everything else. Look what else. you started, Corey. Look what you started with this story. You're welcome. That, so anyway, so the car show is not going to The New York happen. show was scheduled to open uh, April 8th and 9th for the media part, but the public starting on April 10th. It is now going to get postponed or pushed back to uh, August. Oh, so, I want a refund on my tickets. Yeah, August 26th, 27th for the media, and then, of course, the 28th through September 6th. Nothing like public. August yeah. in New York. So <laughs> the show coordinator said that the uh, the week that they'll go, well, they'll install 70 hand sanitizer stations throughout the uh, convention center. 
And uh, <laughs> because of New York. That's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It. You're already going to be sick. Like, no toilet whatever. paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they put in yeah. 70 hand sanitizer stations, yep. but well over a million people attend this. Anybody want to do the math on that deal? Well, the convention center is not it's exactly like small, so it's like, was it one hand sanitizer station for half a mile? <laughs> <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, it's going to work out. Uh, well, it's going to be awesome. Nuts, man. Well, I, I really like the idea of everybody having goo slimy hands. Yeah, from touching all these new cars. Touching all the cars and everything. Everything's yeah. going <laughs> to look like a fingerprint deal from the FBI. Well, now, you know, in good news, no, uh, we got to say congratulations to Tesla. They built their one millionth electric vehicle. Really? You're, gonna, Yay. Man, you're alone in that. Dude, I think it's actually pretty cool. Um, you know, it's, it's all Tell evolving. The... Um, the millionth car from uh, Tesla is the company's newest, the Model Y, produced at their Fremont, uh, California factory. Is that the letter That's, or the question? No, it's the question <laughs> that Brett and I have of why. <laughs> now, I, I will say that the the Y, that I've seen pictures of the one that rolled off. They got, you know, all the promotional things and all the everybody around it and everything. It's, it's really kind of an ugly car. <laughs> it so reminds me a lot of a Saturn. They're going to run out of letters here real soon if they're already at Y. <laughs> And they can't do Z because then Nissan will sue. Well, can't there use you A or T because then Ford. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, what they're going to do is they're going to go to a Cyrillic alphabet, and then it's going to be, you know, the car oh, formerly known as Y. Oh, great. <laughs> they, they could go to the Chinese, you know, when you get, oh, yes, when you get your check back at the Chinese restaurant, and it looks like an upside-down shed and a squirrel's head and something else. <laughs> well, Tesla's first, first vehicle, the Roadster, went into production in 2008. So they've been around for 12 years, which really kind of surprised me. I hadn't really thought about them being here that long right uh the cyber truck is slated to begin production uh <laughs> beginning in late 2021 uh, a year from now or a year and a half thing is in the first three hours that truck was out they had over two hundred thousand orders for i'll it. be curious to see how many wow. people actually take delivery yeah how many actually get to take I, one home i, I yeah. had to say we're not talking about it today but i i felt like there was some other um if you like that ev kind of truck thing i just I kind of felt like there were some other ones coming out that well, I think some, I like a little bit better. There, yeah, and we, uh, wow, God, what show was it that we talked about a little bit? Because there was another one, and I can't remember the name of the company, that had those kind of little uh, uh, Big Hero 6 eyes on the front of it, like yeah. headlights. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really kind of a cool-looking vehicle. But I, no, what the, I like the, about the, the Tesla is... The Rivian. You're talking yes, about yes, the Rivian. Yes, There you go. Good-looking truck. It. Yep. But uh, what I like about Tesla's truck is that they just freaking went there. This is the type of thing that I, you, car people or car makers have not been doing not really challenging what is oh this is what a car looks like i mean everything so much looks like your latest kind of hot scoop of ice cream yeah. smooshed out a little bit and uh with with all due respect to them because you know if i designed a car it would just look like ass with wheels well but uh this thing oh my god has wheels honest to god i thought i thought when they came out with the cyber truck uh they looked at it and they just said well f styling i got this bar napkin <laughs> you know what? Something it's, you can definitely make with origami. Yeah. Oh, damn it! I was just about oh, to go there. Uh, I was hey, just about to go there. Oh, look, hive mind. <laughs> so anyway, at least that they they've been kind of leading the way when Tesla proved that hey, maybe this electric thing might work. They've been leading the way into a whole new technology. Well, and you got to hand it to them. Look uh, yeah. at everybody who's done electric stuff now. Yep, the Porsche Taycan and the Chevy Bolt and the. And that god awful Hummer thing that GMC is going to come out with just. Oh, so, so now this is the the first 
straight EV company, like just straight EV cars yeah. that, that have now made this Mini, though, right? Yeah. So this is just another bragging rights that Tesla has on their belt then. Bingo. Okay. Terrific. Now we've beat the Tesla horse to death. Yep. <laughs> Congrats, Speaking Tesla. of horse, can we get to something I really like? The yeah. 2021 <laughs> Ford Bronco pictures been leaked all over ooh, the internet. Ooh, the new EV model coming uh, out? You, I'm just going <laughs> to beat kidding. the hell out of you. Uh, the, they're showing the... The Bronco with soft top, with a roof rack, with yes. different wheel options. The first pictures that came out earlier this week had uh, pretty decent sized wheels on them. Almost looked like something that would have been sourced from the Raptor. And uh, the pictures leaked online. Uh, we've seen a couple different versions of it, a four-door and a two-door, both with soft tops on them, yeah. but also removable hard tops. And also seen one with a little bit more street or road going type tires on it and seen one that looked pretty beefy, pretty brawny. Um, they do have a shot of one where you can see a two-door Bronco in the background with a removable roof off, which is cool. And they're also talking about doors being able to come off. They're obviously going after Jeep and the oh, Wrangler. No. Launch date is supposed to be later this month. This month? This month. Oh, damn. For that Bronco Sport, it's supposed to be out this month. So, so looking for those transports. Yeah, no kidding. I wonder um, where they're going to be building them. I wonder if they'll make them. You know, I Wasn't it? I heard Detroit. Detroit. Or did I? Am I remembering that incorrectly? Uh, no, I don't think you are. But then again, not 100%. <laughs> cool. Now, I know, they, I know they just shut down uh, the GM Hamtrack plant to build that god-awful I don't know where else they build it. (laughs) Freaking thing. Uh, Full-size Broncos set to be launched sometime in March, and uh, no specs have been confirmed, but it's likely that it'll have a version of the Rangers 2.3 liter turbo in line four along with a hybrid variant. (laughs) Hybrid (laughs) crap. And uh, talking about having removable doors and possibly a manual transmission. Manual trans- that, that would be cool because no the Wranglers like have the a manual school. transmission in every trim. I mean, it's really? an option anyways. They probably most of them are still automatics, but it's an option. You can get them Rubicons, Aerosport, all yeah. of them. You can get manual okay. transmission. And I'll bet you if Wrangler hadn't done that, they wouldn't have done that on the Bronco. And a hard, and yeah, they probably not. So no way not having done, looked right? at any of those on a lot in freaking years, uh, are manual transmissions now more expensive than automatic no, or no, they less? no actually no. the, the automatics still less? are still more i'm yeah. very surprised because now they're becoming kind of a trendy option yeah and uh well, that usually means that somebody has to it, pay more. For millennials, it's still a theft deterrent. <laughs> so, <laughs> did, they do, did they do a pre-order for these Broncos at all? I don't know. I I never so asked. They really showing I, never asked. I, I bet they would if you walked up with cash. Oh. <laughs> I just you wondered, damn right so I'll pre-order like, that for you, sir. Because kind of like the Corvette C8 coming in on lots now because they're, they're starting to load up now. Show yeah. they're already sold though. So yeah. you'll see, oh, I can get well, a Corvette, they're, but they're already sold. There are, there are a few that are out flying around, but those all have huge dealer markups on them. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, the additional dealer adjustment, adjusted price. Whatever. GDM? Yeah. yeah. What, what was that called again? All that money. All that money. All that money. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've seen a couple online floating around for like a buck and a quarter or better. Okay. Jeebus Chrysler. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a ton of jack. Hey, something else that keeps me happy, sort of. There was a little tiny car company in the early to mid-60s started Matchbox. by a guy named Bill Thomas, and it was called Cheetah. And he made a car that was intended to be a race car to go out and challenge the Cobras. Ooh. And it was a, a short, stubby wheelbase car. 
uh, with a very thin fiberglass body, and most of the engines he sourced for him were Corvette engines. I've seen some 327s that were built to over 500 horsepower, and the engine was so far behind the front axle that it's considered a mid-engine car, but you are sitting right next to the stinking transmission and the bell housing. It's right there. Very, very tiny foot box. uh, Barely enough room to work all three pedals. And if you had wide feet, you were probably screwed. Yeah. They only made... Now, it depends on who you read, but uh, factory, there were only supposed to have been eight of them made. I've reviewed three of them for the magazine. Oh, no kidding. So you've actually been hands-on. Yeah, and they are... Tiny. Wow. They are little tiny and god awful loud and scary, and <laughs> and they look like they would do really amazingly mean things to you. All right, like but they're that. super expensive. They're really really difficult to get your hands on. Yeah. What happens with any cool car? Fairly easy to make. That's too expensive for regular mortals to buy. Somebody starts making a replica of it, and oh. there's a company. Uh-huh. There's a company uh, called Ruth Engineering and Ruth Restorations, and they make cheetah replicas. Wow. (laughs) And the company and all the molds and all the rights to the name and everything else. It's all for sale. For sale? It's you can all buy the company? for sale. You can buy the whole thing. The guy who owns it uh, is putting it all up for sale. A guy named Craig Ruth, he's going to sell everything. He's got everything. He's got the molds, the tooling, the fixtures, the parts, supplier relationships, social media accounts, and the domain name. He says he's going to sell all that. What do you think it would cost you to own your uh, own bespoke car company? Uh, it's got to be up to like a buck five or two mil. More than I can probably come up with. Two, uh, 200 grand. What? 200 grand. We you can't, can't buy a, a damn minute. house in this neighborhood wait a minute, for 200 wait a grand. Wait a oh, minute. not even wait, close. Wait, 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 oh, my wait, 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 God. Wait a cotton pick in second here. We can all go buy a car you company. You can't buy a cheetah, like a, 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 an actual one for that cost. No, no, no. Those are $800,000 But you cars. can buy a company that can make them. You can buy the whole company that can make you a few of them. <laughs> this is a Cinderella story. And there's already just parts and inventory that he has. $200,000, baby Craig Ruth will sell you the whole deal. And uh, theoretically, oh you could build a couple cheetahs and sell them and pay for it. Can we uh, Can we build the, the cheetahs and sell them first before uh, giving him the money for the company? I don't think he's going to let us get away with that. I don't think, yeah. But uh, you can buy the whole company. All right, we've got to sell uh, more, we, We've got a link to an article on the drive. It'll be on readthedriven.com. You can look this up. If you want to be a wow. car builder, Boy, this would probably be the cheapest way to do it ever. I'd say so. Well, you know, if Auburn, if the guy down in uh, Oklahoma could Glenn buy Pratt. the Auburn stuff and then start building those, and I've seen the replicas out, and damn nice. Now, the, oh. here's the downside for the cheetah. Um, Mark, you and I probably don't fit in it. Corey may be I too tall. Known I, I doubt I'll fit in either. Corey may be body. too tall. I'm talking about the, the not having much room for your feet. I, I, I sat into a, a, a 286 Cobra or whatever, and I had a 289 use, Cobra. 289, sorry, and I had to uh, use the, my side of my foot in order to hit the gas pedal. <laughs> well, you know what? I couldn't put out. Cheetah foot boxes about like a Cobra. Okay. They are really tight. If you're going to buy the company, you need to make your Cheetos and then make one called a Cheeto. There it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, speaking of. Cars that can really haul and uh, and traffic scoff laws. Yeah, and, yeah. There's the you know people that elderly go faster than the speed limit. I don't know if you're one of them well, or not. Mark Allegedly. never drives any place fast, but Corey and I. <laughs> <laughs> I 
We, got Captain, we have we have our own Captain Slow. Uh, yeah, we do. We oh, absolutely. Right. Oh You know, I got a, my best friend in the world. Uh, he and I go out to the uh, Moraine Park and the Rocky Mountains every once in a while, and he has made fun of me in front of my kids who were riding with him at the time. Yeah, <laughs> so be because as we're driving back, allegedly, uh, and I finally he I, my son still makes fun of me to this day, and he was nine at the time because he's like, yeah, I remember when Uncle Phil said, oh, Mark finally met Mr. 80. <laughs> we like Mr. 80. Uh, Shut up. Okay. Allegedly. Well, for uh-huh. the ones who tend to stretch the limits of their vehicles, Valentine 1... Or, or at least the law. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Valentine, the research, basically, so they have a uh, basically a radar or lighter detector, the Valentine 1. They have the Gen 2 and that's uh, model, been the, finally. Yeah, but Valentine's finally. been the gold standard oh, for yeah. radar detectors yeah, 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 for yeah, yeah. years and years and years. But it's it's updated. So, I mean, it still has a similar design to it, but it's an updated. You have, uh, the, actually, they say they deploy military tech for a little extra sensitivity. I'm sure the military is thrilled about Trojan that. Trojan might need these guys. Uh, was it? I thought I saw that <laughs> on a wall in a truck stop. <laughs> On Tuesday, Valentine 1, or Valentine Research, sorry, started shipping the Valentine 1 Gen 2, a new radar detector with more sensitivity, more processing power, and an updated design interface. It actually works with their app on their phone, too. They have an app on a phone? Yeah, why not? Everybody else has an app. I don't know. Whatever. For for years, the gold standard for radar detectors, saving millions of speedsters from having to answer for their traffic. Um, Indiscretions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that works too. Oops. Uh, I, I'm not going to say anything, but I've, I'm, I'm so sorry that you car. caught me doing <clears throat> that. Um, it's very great. It's actually a really nice one because it actually tells you a little more directions because there's a sensor in the front yeah. and back of it, so you can well, see. Well, that what was always the thing with up. Valentine that it would tell you if the signal's coming from in front, from behind, from either side, yep. and if there was more than one signal. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. It'll count the signals as well. Tell you, and it kind of flashes the directions of which one's the closest. So if you have one in the front, one in the back. It actually like so the guy in the front's closer than the guy in the back. It'll flash the arrow in the front, and it'll be south. It's, it's just really I'll, cool. I'll it's just really have cool. you know when I bought that '87 Nissan pickup, brand new off the lot, Did when I take just graduated college. Uh, <laughs> shut up. I, uh, <laughs> I took it quite a bit over that thing, and I had a, a radar detector. Now it would go off going by like the the automatic opening doors at the oh, grocery well, yeah. store. Well, and that's but by God, it worked. That's part of the reason I quit using one of my radar detectors. Is uh, Lexus started using the uh, as part of their uh, cruise control? They had a sensor on the front of the car that would detect how far it was from the car in front if the cruise control was on and it would approach too quickly it would shut the cruise off. Oh, gotcha. Uh, you know, an adaptive cruise control. Yeah. And it operated, I think it was the, on K-Band or KA. It, would, it K-A, operated maybe. on one of the same bands as radar detectors. Uh, so every time yeah. you pass a Lexus, stupid radar detector would go nuts. Wow. Maybe that's one of the cool things by updating all this stuff inside this that it might prevent a lot of that. I was online looking at new ones today. So Valentine <laughs> Research uh, said technology used in the military radars increased the rate at which the unit can scan radar, read radar signals by a factor of 100 over the outgoing unit. So I, that sounds like a, what's, a, what's know, our website again? Pretty, pretty <laughs> <laughs> you can catch that all on uh, readdriven.com. Like I like how it's just you know helping to prevent people from speeding. It, it gets you to slow down. 
That like doesn't that. prevent people from speeding. It Shut prevents up. you from being caught. I was trying to help you. You, you, know, you, know, you don't need your one, the, one of the things is, too, when it was picking up like those automatic doors at the grocery stores and things like that, yeah. that's part of that software, too, um, basically helps filter out the false K-band alerts. So. Okay. Out of curiosity, Captain mm. Slow, <laughs> what's the fastest you've ever gone in a car that you were piloting? That I was driving? Or any vehicle? 105. A buck oh five. That's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty. And that's it was in a seventy four uh, Mercury Brome. Corey, I've done a buck fifty in a car. <laughs> a nice. buck fifty. Yes. No kidding. Yes. What were you in? A vet Z06. Cool. Oh well, that'd do it. Fastest in a car uh, is one hundred thirty seven. Believe it or not, in an old Saab Turbo. Fastest on a bike was one hundred fifty five on two different bikes, and easily dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> there, there, there's been a few others. I, I've reached one hundred thirties and stuff a few different times on uh, controlled. Areas, sure. Yeah. Hey, I did okay. get my 1955 Plymouth up to 95. That was probably the most terrifying thing. Hanging ever. onto that steering wheel, that thing was just a jittery mofo. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was like I was running full speed because my hands are going back and forth trying to keep it going straight. Yeah, just sawing it, just sawing at the wheel trying to keep uh, it. Dude, that was in that was two lanes. <laughs> well, if you want to keep away from going too fast this might uh, be just the vehicle for that you might put your little <laughs> gen 2 v1 thing into this oh, yeah man. bloodhound I... land speed record team is looking for some funding uh after you buy you know uh the uh the cheeto yeah uh car and make your own fast car uh you might want to look into this their attempt on cracking land speed record for a steerable car uh, looked to be all set after the team reached 628 miles per hour during a test run last November. The numbers hmm. on this entire article, run? everything about this, the numbers just don't compute. It's kind of nuts, though. You're reading them, and you're like, I can't relate. This doesn't... It's, it's hard to fathom that kind of speed. No well, kidding. On, on ground. Well, they're, they're not just shooting for the moon. They're, like, shooting past it. They they, they want Uranus. The uh, records for... <laughs> I didn't even want to. She's so bad. The, the astoundingly loud silence after I threw that out there. Um, the record stands at 763 mile per hour. And Bloodhound LSR wants to not just beat it. They want to go across the 1K threshold. On the ground. Miles per hour on the ground. Hold What's on spinning on the ground to actually take that kind of speed? It's Seriously. just... Uh, I, last week, they announced that the the uh, future of the project was in jeopardy. However, this may not happen. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight million uh, British pounds they need uh, to raise by the end of it's this like a, month. It's like 10 or 11 million dollars, isn't yeah, it? They, uh, yeah, pretty much. In American. American. Uh, <laughs> How so, about in real money? That's just to get them to meet certain deadlines for a planned attempt on the record in 2021. Oh, God. And I have to read this out loud. And forgive me. I know we have some listeners in Africa. Uh, forgive me. Hakskinpan? What'd you call me? Hakskinpan. In South Africa's Kalahari oh, Desert. I think you did. Hakskinpan. I think you did pretty good. Mark, you like that? Good. Yeah, thank you. Thank uh, you. There's good a job. lot of letters yeah. in that word. I am a linguist at heart. <laughs> yes, you uh, are. Not a brain. But and a cunning heart. one at that. A uh, cunning one here. I have a hard enough time with English alone. Now, the, uh, the funds are uh, required to pay aerospace and motorsport experts involved in the project and complete the development of the team's 44.3-foot streamliner. <laughs> 
to make it go fast. Sings a freaking Winnebago. I was about to say, so you can go camping in Yeah, it's, so. Jesus Christ. Uh, upgrades to the fuel system brakes, aerodynamics, and they even uh, they need to install a new electric oxidizer oh, pump. Oh, and they have to convince somebody suicidal oh, yeah, to drive definitely. it. Definitely yeah. got to get that oxidizer pump. Oh, and don't forget uh, three-in-one, uh, you know, some gauze no, pads and yeah, some ball and bearings. Oscillating over <laughs> through it's all, it's all ball bearings. It's all bearings ball bearings. And, uh, <laughs> we're going to need uh, five quarts of antifreeze. <laughs> Quaker State. Nope. Make and, that and it's got down. gook all over the windows. <laughs> hey, while we're talking about this, they've gone 628 miles an hour in this thing. Or was it 763? The they, record they stands at 763. They're looking for 1,000. Yeah, they went yes. 628. Yep. Fastest any of us have ever gone in any kind of vehicle on land or off is probably commercial air travel, my guess. Yeah. So we're talking around 480, 520 miles an hour in that window somewhere, depending upon whether or not that plane had a tailwind. Yeah. These guys have done 250 miles an hour faster than that. (laughs) They're looking for 500. Yeah. They're looking double commercial airliner speed across a desert. Now, could you imagine? No. If you just... If you would just build a big freaking bridge to Europe, oh. and you get in one of these and Uber it, I mean, you're there. Uh, the, sure. the How long is it going to take? Three hours and you're there? The more you I think them? about this, the more I picture Wiley Coyote strapped, <laughs> strapped to an Acme rocket. <laughs> So are you ingenious for how long this, this takes to get to that speed and before they stop, how far away are they? I wonder if they're going to travel. Yeah. I just see, I'm, I'm telling you, I see a coyote and an open face crash helmet. What pushes this thing up to that amount? Well, the streamliner (laughs) Acme rocket. uh, You're (laughs) not wrong. Uh, A jet and they combine a jet engine and a custom rocket engine. Yeah. This is the kind of hybrid we actually want. Um, (laughs) It's, it's a Rolls-Royce EJ200 jet engine that you usually find in a Eurofighter Typhoon, and that got, okay. that got them up to 628 uh, last November. So just so, with the jet engine? Well, yeah. Okay. And then to go faster, a cluster of bespoke hybrid rockets are developed by defense firm NAMO are going to be employed, and the combined output, the combined output yeah. on, on this vehicle. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 135,000 horsepower. <laughs> Wow. 135 Bugatti's got a long ways. I assume that the thing's got to have a certain amount of G's when they ignite it, when they light that candle. Uh, it's got to take off with pretty good force because oh. you, you, you have to get to speed within a certain distance and a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. You're covering chunks of ground. In Houston, big, we have a pancake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. how much fuel Jesus. does that thing have to carry, I wonder? 44-foot-long tube. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's like a space rocket. Yeah. Because most of those are just actually big, you know, fuel tanks burning on one end with your ass on the other. So, anyway, uh, they need help, so give them money, and let's all get together (laughs) for a good cause and and break the 1K. You know, honest honest to God, just about every car we ever talk about, I think I would either drive it or I'd like to have a ride in it. This is the first one. I'll just pass. pass. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, last cool item in the news file here. If you want to have the most exclusive dinner you could possibly imagine. Very. Road and Track Magazine is sponsoring this. You can, for the bargain basement price (laughs) of $1,250 a head, you could have dinner, a gourmet dinner, at the top of the corkscrew at Laguna Seca during Monterey Car Week this year. Ooh. 
I just want to know how they're going to lay the tables out. I don't care. I just want to go do this. We do like I, a star pattern. Or are I, we doing a? I, I'm not going to be able to buy the Cheeto because I'm going to go to dinner. I want to go to this dinner. dinner. Yeah. Uh, Road and Track is hand, holding a once in a lifetime event: a dinner on the corkscrew, a three course meal right on top of Turn Eight at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca on August 14th. The event will kick off with artisanal cocktails. Is that better than the ones I make? Nope. No, are you kidding? Nope. No way. Nope. Yours are big. Not a chance to happen. They need to hire you for the bartender. My, mine's the mind eraser. You need there help you to your car. They're served in martini buckets. <laughs> so, so in other words, don't serve your drinks by the corkscrew because there's a long drop. You, next I to see it. the size of your GD ice cube. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, this ice cube looks like you could use it in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a face on it and the name. <laughs> the event will kick off with artisanal cro- cocktails with editor and special guests before attendees take their seats right next to the famous five-story drop. The three-course dinner will be prepared by Michelin-starred chef, restaurateur, and author Michael Mina. Michelin. Yeah. Michelin. Yeehaw. Uh, it's the first time Laguna Seca has ever held any kind of the event like that. Prior to the dinner, guests will be invited for an exclusive paddock tour of the track, which will be teeming with historically significant race cars. I'd go do it for that alone. I'd go do it yeah, for that alone. That would, be so, that would be super cool. And upon dinner's conclusion, guests will be, receive bespoke gifts and memorable takeaways. Is I'm sorry. Some people might go, well, that's just kind of stupid. Why would you do that? Well, they write it, it on it, paper is, and all that. It's funny and it's weird as all this sounds to have it on a track. I think it's super damn cool. And oh, how man. much is it for just the appetizer part? <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I would just I like some, can't do twelve. How much is for water? <laughs> three three seventy five, and you get no drinks. You get nothing. Oh, no drinks. Oh, nothing. <laughs> Can I just watch from a distance? How much is that? <laughs> I'm guessing if they give us a drink, uh, break on the cocktails, we could pregame in the parking lot, and then you know. <laughs> I just want to know where uh, the buffet is. <laughs> anyway, it's all going down Friday, August fourteenth, uh, two thousand twenty. Right as the weekend's main events begin, shuttle pickup begins before seven o'clock with the event set to conclude around 10 p.m. Sounds really stinking cool. Uh, would really be the highlight of your Monterey Car Week, I yeah. would think. We'll have links to this on readthedriven.com, and there's also one at experiences.roadandtrack.com forward slash pay forward slash dinner on the corkscrew. We got a cool guest coming tonight, <laughs> Jeff Briggs with Victory Chrysler, yeah! Deep Jaw Dodge Ram. It's all there. Stuff. Stuff. Cool. Elephant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> they sell CD a lot RJ. of cool stuff. But the, like I said earlier, man, the, the wild thing about it is everything they sell has got a big monster honking engine option for it. And they even have a place, if you like the ones that go bouncy, bouncy with the big tires and stuff, uh, you can take it out back and take it on a track. One car company full of just nothing but giant cojones. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) All that and uh, a lot more coming up here on Driven Radio. We're back with Driven Radio Show, and uh, usually Brett brings us in, but uh, I've worked in radio for umpteen years. Our next guest, his dad was who I got to work with first. And you want to talk about a guy that could sell some cars. 
Oh, they just like get right straight to the point. The excuse, sell some cars. Make all the excuses and, uh, you want. We know you're angling this to wind up with some kind of ancient Mopar. I don't know what you're talking about. You you listen to him, Jeff. He's not wrong. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, joining us for the this part of the show is Jeff Briggs. He's the general manager and partner of Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. It's up north of Kansas City. And Victory Chrysler Do- Dodge Jeep Ram. You spe- forgot about our Ottawa location down <gasps> south. Look Sorry, Ottawa. Look at you. I, hey, I, womp, womp, did you see his eyes? I think he's having palpitations. Yeah, I, I like feel it. bad now because <laughs> Ottawa, the one thing I do know is that Ottawa has the oldest bijou in America. Did do you know that? Really? I did not know Ottawa, that. Kansas, the oh, oldest uh, wow. continuously operating theater. Thanks. No kidding. In the United States. Wow. I didn't know. But they've also got Victory Crazy Dodgy Ram. <laughs> nice. <laughs> did you like the way I brought that back around? I see uh, what you did. Though. Jeff has spent 14 years in the automotive industry, plus uh, originally from KCK, now resides in Olathe, lovely Olathe, Kansas. Olathe, shiny uh, Indian word With his for wife, duplex. Mallory, and their two children, Jackson and Luke, who lent you to us to come join us here on uh, Driven Radio Show. Welcome aboard, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I feel right at home sitting next to Mark here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many times have I worn these stupid oh, headphones in front of you? A lot. We have questions and Jeff has answers. Check this out. Okay. The 2020 Charger SRT Hellcat. We have uh, we've been blabbing about Hellcat motors in in for what a year two? No, no it's been two years. Uh, and as we've chatted about these, I I've been curious as kind of what's the customer base for an an SRT Hellcat? Who comes in and goes, you know what? None. I want the super fast crazy one. <laughs> it is all the over scouts. the board. No, oh, seriously? Yes, it is. Yep. Yep, you get uh, young folks. I get a lot of military people buying Hellcats. That makes sense. I get a lot of, obviously, Mopar enthusiasts that have had Mopar vehicles in the past. I get women that uh, want to have a fast car buying Hellcats. I've got, it's all over the board. Now, do you get a lot in trade-ins or um, we do. do they go out but don't come back? Um, no, we, we do get some Hellcats and trade-ins because we've got customers that are re- what I call regulars. And so what they do is they wait for the release of these uh, fast products, the Red Eye when it comes out, the Daytona edition, like we were just talking about when it comes out and so most of the time they will trade something in and they do really well on the used market too but yeah we get plenty of trade-ins on them i honestly believe the red eye was misnamed 797 horse that's retina flattening that should be the flat eye (laughs) eye. (laughs) it is unbelievable how fast that car is have you gotten to drive one i have i've driven a red eye i've driven a hellcat i've driven them all yep now allegedly how fast did you get it up to Um, a, a 130 Allegedly. Yeah, in allegedly. Mexico, not here. Yeah. 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 Nope, here. <laughs> and that was in the lot. <laughs> that was yep. from used to new. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the, um, uh, the, the, you know, under the hood of the 2020 Charger that we're talking about, uh, there are four engines, and that's based on the car's oh, trim uh, level. Four individual engines, not four. No, yeah, not four altogether. One per wheel. Just want yeah. to clarify. Honestly. And uh, it's the left rear that has the six-cylinder. Uh, thir- <laughs> you've got a third option, which is 392 Hemi V8 that's got 45. And then the 6.2 liter Hemi V8, which produces the 707. That thing, that's a, that's a boot-scooting vehicle. Yep, it gets up and goes. Now, the red-eye version we've talked about. Yep. How about the, and we just got this in the news, mm-hmm. Dodge Charger Hellcat Wide Body Daytona yep. Edition. Can I get one with a big wing? Uh, you can. <laughs> I really that's aftermarket. That's, <laughs> that's not an option. It's not a Daytona. I, I want one, with those, one of those with a big wing. Looks like you could hang your laundry off it. Yep, that's a, they, they do have that aftermarket. 
No, you could, and you could drive that down here at the, uh, what about the executive nose? airport. Uh, no, no pointy nose <laughs> anymore. Oh, you can't get that pointy nose. Nope. Oh, oh, a super C. I, I was about to sign up for one. Hey, we can go super back. H. Right. We'll go back to SEMA. Find somebody who's got yeah, one. Yeah, we'll. we'll oh, they're all over SEMA. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, yeah. how does a person go about getting hold of um, one of these things? Because these, they're, they're. Awfully well, they're cool, but what makes them different from just a you know a regular wide body? Well, typically the Daytona, um, and I have to double check on this one. Usually, it comes with a little bit more horsepower. Usually, it's like ten or fifteen more horsepower, which is all just done in the tuning. Right. Um, it's going to have badging. I believe this year the Daytona came out for a fiftieth anniversary. I don't know oh, if the article reads that's that right, or not. That's but right. I think it was, okay. yeah. and the I Daytona believe track. they're actually numbered uh, this year as well. <laughs> and so you'll get a different seat. It'll have a Daytona logo in the seat. It'll have a uh, um, a decal on the hood. It should have a different performance tuned suspension, and it uh, will have about ten. Typically, it comes with ten more horsepower. So I'd have to double check that. Now you can get the Daytona in any trim level. It doesn't just necessarily have to be the wide body Hellcat. You oh, can get okay. it in the RT as well, in the 392 as well, and in the wide body Hellcat. Dang! I wonder if it has the Jensen triaxis. Are there any special like <laughs> Daytona colors? Uh, there are. Yep. Typically, Daytona will have a, a color release. Um, they 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 used to do it to where you had just your typical colors, and then Daytona would come out in um, uh, what they would call Go Mango, which was an orange. Okay. Um, yeah. Top Banana, which was a yellow. Yeah. Sublime <laughs> Green, which obviously was a green. Yeah. And then Very the uh, purple. Man, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm spacing on the purple right now. And of it's course, plum, all the K State fans. Plum Crazy, plum crazy purple. purple. There you go. Which had another yeah. name before it came yeah, it out. Yeah, it did have. And all the K State fans, they always. Uh, I have a good customer of mine who he does not get one unless it's plum crazy purple because <laughs> nice. he's a huge k-state uh, fan so. had, right a, had another name that nobody wants to hear before it came out oh yeah were you are you familiar with I, this? I don't think that i am suggested name before they went with plum crazy purple was statutory grape was it really yes it yep. was like wow. for real on the table honest to god holy <laughs> and there was a pink no. they came pink really close to doing that so what was the reason why they, changed they chose it? wisely <laughs> are you <laughs> kidding <laughs> yeah market that no i don't think so uh, even, even the 60s couldn't have handled that yeah, you, i'm pretty sure you did uh, you might get a little flack today <laughs> now what are we talking as for uh price when you've got that versus like a regular a um you're regular about a 3500 dollar option and so they'll package it together with about $5,000 worth of stuff. And then they give you what they call a package discount. And it comes out to be about a $3,500 addition oh, that's across it. the board. And this yeah, is for limited. Daytona, you're asking, right? Yes. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, about that. Oh, yeah. wow. And the Daytona is limited to $501? Um, it is on the wide body. Now, it's not on the RT. It's okay. not on the uh, your, your 392. Those you can order production. All it right. is on the wide body um, Hellcat, though, yes. Yep. <laughs> I'm assuming you get more specialty cool looking badges and things oh, yeah. of that sort on the on the wide body Hellcat version though. Yep, there's one on the glove box, a badge, and then typically when you open it up, they uh, rivet another badge onto the motor with the uh, with your number on it. Sweet. I want to fire yep. one of these up in my driveway. My parents <laughs> just hate me. Just let, let them know who, you know the kind of tool well, you like they don't hate me enough already. <laughs> well, the Dodge Charger uh, Hellcat wide body, you know, kind of has a starting point right around 73 uh, K. And the uh the wide body Daytona now, this is what, uh, according to this uh, internet story, they were able to find. It doesn't mean that this was the sticker price. Yep. It means this is what they were able to find was going right around 113000 to 117 depending upon how quickly you got to the dealership. Now, they would ha- so, so that's going to have what they call an ADM on it, which is additional dealer markup. Because it was a limited edition, you got a lot of dealers that will take the MSRP, uh-huh. and then they will add an addendum on them of ten to 15000 to $20,000. Yeah, you can't find this anywhere, oh, so we're going to get you. 
Yep, exactly right. ADM, I thought it yep. just meant all that money. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it means. All that money. All that money. Bring me all that money, I'll get you a car. Okay, well, uh, moving on to uh, Jeep models, what do you think are the uh, the best selling so far of, of Mopar slash Jeep? When it just comes to volume, just yeah. in general, well, the number one selling, which is, it, it's not as sexy as uh, the other Jeeps it's out the there. It's the neon. The I told you guys before we recorded that. <laughs> the Jeep Cherokee. Classic. In fact, that's actually one of the top selling Jeeps and the uh, one of the top selling vehicles in the whole product. The Cherokee. Yes, it is. Yep. No kidding. So yes. that's been doing wow. really well since that's, that's come out. Oh, then. it has. Yep. Because you got to remember, that's the largest segment in America now. So no more compact cars, no more midsize cars. That is now the largest segment in America. I so gotcha. that competes with the RAV4, the CRV, uh, which are the number one, number two, selling the Rogues up there too. But the Jeep Cherokee's right along with it. We talked know. about that, the demise of the sedan. Yep. Yeah. Well, now they get the SUVs get the gas mileage of the sedans, and then yeah. you get the extra utility with it and the hatchback, and it can fit more vehicle. You know, you got a lot, you know, the kids, the dogs, the groceries, and then you get the same gas mileage now. So, and driving here in Kansas City, you know, that AWD. That crap works. Yeah. Uh, Dude. (laughs) There's a reason I got all the toys I have, and then I got an old navigator sitting in my driveway. (laughs) So I could actually drive in winter. Yep. My God. Well, the the Fiat 500 uh, that's part of uh, the Chrysler Corp. Is um, gone. Yep. Adios. Really gone. Yep. I thought they were going to put a – weren't they going to put a Hellcat engine into that, too? They thought about it. Oh, Damn. Now, the Fiat does have wow. a they couldn't uh, put a suspension under it enough to carry it. called the Abarth, which actually is a fun <laughs> little vehicle to drive. Oh, it really? Is. It I is. Hot hatch. That's not bad. Yeah, yep, yep, it is. And they are cool little cars, but they, they just didn't sell here nope. the, no. the way. Um, and they've got a, a pretty rabid following. The people who love them Absolutely. really love them, but there just aren't enough of them. And there was too much of me for the one that I tried out. We talked about well, that at yeah, one of the car shows. For guys uh, like you and I, it's not a car you drive, it's a car you wear. I went to the Kansas City car show, and I was very curious because the, uh, the 500s were, had just come yep. out in America. And I'm like, those look really cool, and I love how nifty. And I got into one, and I'm like, wow, this is, I feel like I'm flying because it's an airline seat. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and this bra, this wide body that I got. Uh, well, so I actually worked at a dealership um, before I became a partner at victory uh did you intern under your dad slave labor um, i did yes <laughs> good man and we were actually the first fiat dealer in kansas city <gasps> and i was a salesman and i actually delivered the very first fiat in kansas city to a gentleman who uh writes columns for um uh, a couple newspapers around here and i delivered it over at the italian restaurant off 435 and oh Street. very what, nice what's the real uh, popular italian restaurant of uh, jasper's jasper oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And we made a little event about it and uh, so people were very very excited about that car coming but it just never took off was so. it tom stallman yeah. by chance uh nope it was hern christopher okay i know, Do you know oh my gosh yeah. Hearn christopher yeah, yeah that's From, who it was okay. yeah okay. i don't know that he would remember me but uh, i remember him <laughs> very well yeah very nice guy well, the, uh, how about trucks? You've got the 2020 Ram 1500 that earned a top safety pick from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. Really? A top pick, yeah. Not the I, way and, I uh, drove it. The Durango RT, which was, <laughs> by the way, Durango was my son's favorite vehicle. That is my wife's favorite vehicle. His well. first vehicle was a Dango. Now, it, uh, <laughs> the previous owner was uh, probably a little less kind to it because that thing uh, sweated horsepower like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> the stains it left in front of our house are awesome and a great way to remember my boy. Yep. But um, it had uh, this Durango RT with the 392 Hemi, 475 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 4.4 seconds. Yep. A freaking Durango. Have you had a chance 
to yep. play around in that too. So my wife actually drove one of those for a demo for a while, and so I've taken one of those down to uh, Branson a few times for the hills, <laughs> and that is an oh, absolutely spectacular vehicle. To your backyard, kind of, buddy. Yeah. yeah, that's my hometown, baby. <laughs> to have that with a third row seat and it's family practical bucket seats in the second row, um, it's a lot of fun. Do you ever use that to scare the hell out of your kids? Yes, <laughs> and they love it. <laughs> now, see, those are all I told you. You know, now, see, I will, those are all will drive, so those things are just gripping. And go, they take they? off. Wow. Absolutely. And by the way, if you ever want to have, have your kids have some fun, I must, uh, sorry, this is so very local, you know, Kansas City to Branson, but as you're heading down, uh, what is it, 13, getting to uh, Springfield, take a left on CC, heading toward Fair Play, and there's a section of that road that has these massive dips yep. that, honest to God, you'll feel every lunch you had for the past week yeah, like <laughs> yeah, trying to attack you going but up. It those might up. be advisable to put a full set of WeatherTech mats in there first yeah, so I'm just clean saying, them up easier. Just as a possibility, but uh, so fun. That Durango even did a quarter mile in 12.9 for a <laughs> big a large that's head. what my GTO yep. does yeah yeah, yeah. How funny this is a third Stupid. row right third it is a third row vehicle. yes yeah. yep yeah, yeah can, we come, uh, can we come test drive those up Absolutely. at the dealership? Yeah. Oh, that, that, uh, that dog camera. is hunt. I'm wiping uh, my calendar clean. We're with Jeff Briggs, general manager of Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in two locations up north of Kansas City and in Ottawa. Ottawa. Lovely Ottawa. Yes. Um, let's talk uh, a you, little bit about performance Jeeps. There's a 2020 Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk. Yes. We have chatted about that before. Yes. All three of us. Now, according to carandriver.com, it's got a starting price just over 88K. And yeah, it can tow 7,200 pounds. Yep. And yes, it uh, if it's five people inside and it's got 20 inch wheels, leather interior, plenty of cargo space, groceries, luggage. It'll haul people, it'll haul stuff, and it hauls ass. Yes, it oh. does. <laughs> what is under oh. the hood? Of those bad boys. That is actually well. They have a couple. They have a Hellcat motor in that, so it's the same. It's the same thing. And the Trackhawk is, in my opinion, the best. Look. I don't know if you've seen how aggressive the stance is on it in the front oh, end, yes. oh, and the yeah. hood, the sport performance hood on it. I think yep. it is the best looking SUV on the road. It's beautiful, and that's probably one of the reasons why it's one of your top sellers. It is, you know, the Cherokee itself, and then you get into the super performance levels. But you've still got the looks going all the way up the uh, gorgeous. the line again. You want to scare the hell out of your kids? <laughs> <laughs> those, those, those brakes in that thing make a dinner plate look small. They do. Yep, they're huge. The nice yeah. red Brembo calipers and oh, all man. that on it. It looks very good through the wheel. Well, if you can make something that big go that fast, you might want to be able to stop it. Definitely. <laughs> now, one of the cool things about it. Two zero to sixty, and in, in your in it's your the Jeep? fastest one sub four three dot five. Yep, that is actually because of the all wheel drive and because of the weight. That is actually the fastest out of all of them. Good yeah. God, yeah. you know yeah, a, a Porsche Cayenne Turbo can do that, but it's about fifty k more than a Trackhawk. But I, I just love the thought of having your kids in the back bickering and going after each other. He's on my side. Yeah. Quit touching me. Yeah, and, and now ma- they're both back you, against the back. You mash the, you mash the gas in the next twenty minutes. All you got is silence. Yeah. <laughs> okay, kids, are we good? We're good. We're good, mom. All right. Uh, on the website, uh, Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dot com. Got them all in there, by the way, like that. So that's a requirement. Now, I have shortened that to what? VictoryMotorsKC.com as well. Ooh, there you let go. me write that down. That's... Victory Motors. And the reason you need to write it down, you've got a Mopar parts store yep. right there online where if you need your little bit of chunks and pieces of Mopar, you can go find it, which brings me to the most important question is can you buy a crate Hemi, a Hellcat from you guys? Yes, you can. Oh, my God. Can I still get fi- ready to pay? Can I- 
Can I still get a elephant motor? Um, you, uh, I don't know that they're still available. Now, you could for a while. Yeah. Um, now, they were a limited release, and I'm imagining that people probably picked those all up just based off of what they were. You might tell yeah. Mr. Mark what that is. So. They're um, keeping them mint in the box, yeah, though. Definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. That, yeah, that, that's probably going to be some sort of collector's item that you'll see come out here in about 30 years worth a couple hundred thousand dollars. But uh, I can't quite recall the horsepower on that. I think it was 800, wasn't it, or I something above was, that? I thought it was about 1,100. Was it 1,100? Yeah. I believe yeah, so. It was, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. That's uh, that's I, just insane, I, and you could have ordered them. And I do yep. know one individual who was lucky enough to get one, and it's going into a lovely special uh, Resto modded classic car. So, uh, and you know, one thing that Horizon. Like, I can't say anything. Kmart cart. A K car. Oh yeah, the Icoca rules, baby. One thing that we left out when we crossed over Ram to go to Durango, and I'm always going to put in that Ram plug because I am a truck guy, but. There is in September coming out the Ram TRX, which is going to be a Hellcat powered Ram. Oh it my is God. approved. It's about time. It is what they call a Raptor Eater. And if you have <laughs> okay, about time. And just go take a look at that thing if you have any oh, chance man. to Google it, because those pictures are the, the concept vehicle is the real production vehicle. And um, it is going to be unbelievable. Uh, I, I definitely want to look at that for uh, truck wise. Uh, that's going to be sweet. I managed to uh, run off with a Ram a Hemi quad cab for three weeks when my uh after some blind gal in a walmart parking lot ran into my <laughs> truck and He's drove the thing down to scottsdale and back uh, that was cover, a nice ride to cover auctions down there well yeah i thought it was kind of funny that i put thirty three hundred dollars thirty three hundred miles on somebody else's you know pickup but god that drove nice and oh it they're was, so it nice. was quieter than my navigator it is and Always had power and got up over miles an hour real easily. Yep. <laughs> and that was, that, that was fantastic. Allegedly. And Allegedly. you get in and it's it's a rental car, so it's got cloth seats. And you're thinking, okay, well, it's just going to be basic. Heated seats. Yep. Heated steering wheel, which was really cool because, you know, January, snow on the ground. Uh Heated gas pedal, from what I'm, I can tell. <laughs> so it sounds like they put from you in pressure, the pressure. I may have just a little bit. <laughs> sounds like they would have put you in a bighorn, which is a really nice package. It was. Yep, it was, and it was a, a heck of a nice truck. And I'm not typically a Mopar guy, and I came back and that was one of the funny I things. Told both of these guys, you should have seen the shame on his was, face. He yeah, came in just nice dragging in. I, got, I hate to admit this, there's really, but uh, you know what. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to the yeah, dark the, side. That is yes. the, the Ram was a really nice yeah. truck and not nearly so ugly as a Silverado. Nope. <laughs> you know what? Hey, I, I shut covered. up. <laughs> 2008, it's a classic now. Hey, yeah. Mr. Chevy sitting over here. And yeah, that, that Silverado, that, that looks like somebody lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, oh, the brand new ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. just furthers yeah. my statement. I covered the uh, Kansas City Auto Show. I got some uh, videos coming out soon in that one. And when I entered the, the Dodge area, I said, ah, here we go. The uh, now we will enter the area of power. Yep. Yes. That's because the name. I don't know that they've really made a version of a car that wasn't some kind of an, an RT thing. They had, every one of them. I feel like every model had some kind of performance yeah, version. performance version of that thing. And I think that's just cool. we provided I just, I just four that. of the cars for the auto show, so they divide that up amongst a couple of dealers. And now so, you got to return all the lighters yeah. you stole. Yeah, they come back on Monday <laughs> right, to us go. with fingerprints all over them. You know. Oh and, yeah. Uh, you can tell <laughs> people were in and out of them, but. Uh, yeah, the Dodge brand, it, it, you know, that's what it's known for. I mean, the performance, the power, and really the styling that goes along with it. I just don't think there's really any other brand out there like it. So when did they bring it back, Plymouth? 
Um, well, you know, there was actually a little bit of a rumor. Oh my God, what? I went to a, <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke. Oh, oh no, I, I am a dealer show out in Las Vegas, which was two years ago. And what they do is they bring you out every couple years. They get you together, all the dealers, and they show you all the new product that is coming or might be coming. If it's got a model year ahead of it when they announce it, that's telling you that it's already been in production. It is coming. If it doesn't have a model year ahead of it, it's a concept vehicle. And they did have a Barracuda there in sublime green in a convertible. And Ooh. it was a beautiful vehicle. I would say probably probably um, one of the best looking vehicles yeah, that I saw there, glass. but it did not have a Plymouth name on it. So oh, a lot of people were upset by the fact that they were using Barracuda and they were tying it into a Dodge. So a Chrysler Cuda? Huh? There is a lot getting ready to come there, though. You're going to see some Cuda? revamping Barrow there. Chrysler, and I think we're going to see something that will be really similar, maybe a Plymouth version of something coming back soon. Oh, that's exciting. That Look at you, Mark. Yeah. Cool. With the wild question that brought something yeah, else onto the show. Well, that wasn't a wild question. That was a well-educated <laughs> guess. Just, just like you out. see that Daytona, a lot of those going over sticker, you will see those going over sticker as Damn well. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. Story of my life. Okay, a couple things real quick. One, uh, have you driven the diesel Jeep yet? Um, I have. In, in what version? In the Gladiator or the Grand <laughs> Cherokee or the Wrangler? Wrangler the Wrangler. I have, yes, so the, the Glad, I have not driven it in the Wrangler yet. So, the, you know, they just revamped that diesel motor. Yes. Um, and it, I've driven it in the Ram pickup truck. Okay. And I have had a sold order that we delivered in a Gladiator, but I have not seen it in a Wrangler yet, but did, it's coming. Did you get a chance to slide behind the wheel of the Gladiator? Um, I did, yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts there? Um, well, I think that the motor is much improved. Now, I liked the three-liter Eco Diesel before, mm -hmm. um, but it had some issues with the emissions. Now, it was nothing to do with the actual hardware of the motor. It was all software issues because the government, when it comes to the diesel, they make you regulate the parts, the sulfur content that you can put out in the air. Sure. And so then we had right. to have the uh, particulate filters in there. Well, Volkswagen and, fixed that. Uh, yeah, Volkswagen fixed that. <laughs> Didn't yeah. they? Yeah, they did. Exactly. They found a fix for it. And so now this it's new one lying. is supposed to have more horsepower. And it's supposed oh, nice. to tow more, and it's supposed to get better fuel mileage. I'll be oh, so it'll you'll, be interesting. Yes. I, I'm betting you'll see a lot of sales on the Gladiator that yep. way. Oh, I agree with that. So we are like the main sponsor for one of the largest Jeep clubs around here. They come out and use our track all the time. They're great people, do a bunch of charity work. Um, and they all, a lot of their members have been calling up, and they're all interested in that diesel because, you know, these guys go out wheeling. They need that torque. Yep. And so I think we're going to see a lot of business on that as well, as long as the motor is what they say it is, and I think it should be. I, ha good. I have That's a good. thing for four-door luxury sedans that have way too much power in them. Me too. Uh, <laughs> That's why I love the Charger. I'm I'm wondering about a, a Hellcat 300. Um, you know, I don't think you're oh going to see God. a Hellcat 300. No. But, but now the charger, when you go up into the RT plus and you go up into some of those higher trim levels, when it comes to options, they're just as equipped as the 300s. The only difference is, is the, you know, the outside styling, those are, those are manufactured in the same plant. I mean, and so it's one goes right, one goes left basically. And so the charger has a lot of the same features, the luxury, I mean, you still get the heated seats, the cooled seats, the big screens, and you're going to see an upgrade uh, to the charger this year, a model year enhancement. The 300, they have not given us any long-term plans for the 300. So the 300 mm. might die okay. one day. It might not. But the charger Again. will be around, and it's getting upgraded. So well, that's your option. Oh, there. But you the go. charger looks so brawny. I it mean, does. It's, it's obvious. And the 300 struck, struck me as being more of a sleeper. So a, a Hellcat 300. 
That would be well, pretty cool. It would be awesome. The Velvet lie. Hammer. Now, they used to make an SRT8 300. They did for a yeah, long yeah. time, and that was a very popular vehicle back in um, 06, 07, 08. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, that vehicle is not being made anymore. Now, the 300C with the Hemi in it, still a great vehicle, plenty of power, just uh, not uh, – I don't know if it's in their future plans. And that's the 5.7. Wow. That's the 5.7. Yep, that's right. Well, you mentioned Jeeps and, yes. and the, uh, the diesel one, and – you heard him say track, right? Yes. Okay. Now, this is uh, one of the things, one of the big reasons, and you and I have talked about this for a, what, a, a year, oh, two yeah. years now. Uh-huh. Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Now, this is the up north one. This is not the Ottawa location. That is correct. Yep. There, did you know there's an, a location in Ottawa? Just want to say. Uh, the <laughs> one up north. <laughs> you may have said something about uh, something it. Something about that. There is a track in the back of it that is designed, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, that is designed to take whatever you think can go bump and jump and uh, and climb. And people can come to you and take it out for a test. That is exactly right. If your vehicle is trail rated, if it is trail rated, then it will go over that track. If it's not trail rated, um, you probably have to, like, we tried a lot of different vehicles when we first <laughs> got the track. And some well, that sure. weren't trail rated and we got a few stuck and we had to bring out some two by fours and some stuff to get it off of our ramp. But it's got nine off-road features on it. And um, the very end of it has a very nice ascend and descend, and there's a really good pitch on it. And it's one of those things that uh, it'll make you think, um, am I going to tip over the way that yeah. the vehicle feels because of the weight? So cool. it's a lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun with it. We do a lot of events, bands, music trucks. I mean, every food trucks, music, everything you can think Super about cool. there. Yep. Yeah. So walk us through it. Uh, when yep. you, if we wanted, and if we're, if we're going to hit every one of the things that you've got on there, yep. take us a walk. Around. And how long is it, by the way? The, um, the you know, lap? I would say if you if you were to uh, make it linear, probably like an eighth of a mile, I would say total. Okay. You know, but, but a hard uh, eight. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so it's right when you first come in, you go over some stones, and it's more of like a um, it. Uh, it just kind of, uh, they're basically these rocks that are cemented into the, uh, into the ground. And, you know, they probably protrude, you know, six to eight inches out of there. And then what you'll do is you'll go over um, a, a slope that kind of tests the articulation on the vehicle. Okay. So you can park it up on this slope and get out and look at it and see how it modifies the suspension. If you actually go to my website, I've got some GoPros that well, we laid all over the Jeep Wranglers and we drove them over the track. So you okay. can check out some stuff with cool. it. And then um, you'll come around um, to the left. And that's where we'll have our traction skid, where we've got some rocks inside there. And it will uh, show you how the ES, the electronic stability control works. Right. And um, then you'll go over, uh, you'll go up a set of stairs. And then uh, you'll come down the stairs and you go over some more cement blocks that are um, laid out strategically to really feel the Jeep and how it climbs over them. Right. And then you'll go over our logs that are not there right now, because as I said before, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right the before we uh, 37 inch tires and the, all the people that have gone over it on our last event tore those up, but we're getting ready to do some um, synthetic logs in there that'll last a little bit longer. I love the thought of synthetic logs. I'm, I just, I'm trying to think about that. And all I can think of is like Disneyland. Yeah, they came you from, know, from are you stealing leftovers <laughs> yeah. from they, one of their rides? They come or? from the synthetic yeah. forest. Yeah, yeah the synthetic forest. <laughs> Supposedly they hold up well though, and then uh, you'll come around again to another area where we've got some sand laid down to check out your traction, and right. then that's when you go into the ascend. And you know I, I can't tell you how tall it is, probably 15 feet or so, and it's at a really good angle though. So you're almost looking straight up. I mean, the only thing you see is blue sky when you're coming up, and when you're coming down, the only thing you see is asphalt. So <laughs> nice, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I got rid of the Bronco too soon. Right yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, now, you every did. time now, now I will say this, um, even though we have a Ford store right next to us. And uh, one of my best friends happens to run the Ford. But Ford does not make a vehicle that will go over that track. What? They do not. 
They do not make either. Ford didn't make that. Now no. that <laughs> would probably go over the track. Was <laughs> yeah. oh, that a pick of your? Uh, yeah. Oh, your poor baby. Yeah. When I rolled yep. it up on the trailer, that's actually really cool. So, isn't that really cool? So even a Raptor. Uh, a to? Raptor. Now, if it's modified, it will. So we have a member of our Jeep club that has a Raptor, and um, she will go over the track in her Raptor. She has done it a couple times, and a Raptor will. But uh, if it was factory, it would not. That's interesting. Isn't that wow. interesting? Because those interesting. trucks are so long that you have to have that clearance throughout the that, whole that, length of the vehicle. Oh, and that breakover point. And that breakover point. Yes. Exactly right. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Stubby okay. wheelbase. Yep. So how does, it, how does a group uh, get hold of you? What, what do you do to be able to go, hey, man, let's go right over some bumps and crap and see what our vehicles look like and, and do this jumpy thing? Um, well, so, you know, we, we a couple different ways. One, you know, you can come. We have a waiver that you have to sign if you go over it, obviously. Oh, yeah. If anything breaks or, you know, you hurt anybody, it's on you. <laughs> so if anything that happens is your fault. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really, uh, we, we kind of just let people come out. We're really liberal with it. And, you know, and just any time. We've had a couple people stop in and say, hey, can we go over the track? It's just, you know, it's no big oh, deal. Oh, my God. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah, now we do cool. a lot of events, um, and we're like I said, we're getting ready to do one uh, coming up at the end of April, and uh, where you know we'll have uh, sometimes the car clubs will come out too and bring their cars out and they'll park them, and then the Jeep club will come out. And sometimes we'll have you know two hundred Jeeps out there going over the track, just just one right after oh, another. That's and a ride. Taking kids for rides, yes. and it's a lot of fun. That'd be awesome. Yep. Now you're gonna dig a big ditch in the middle of it and then fill that with water so you can do that kind of deep water Quick sand. kind of. Um, so you know there there is some water <laughs> out there, but we decided there actually in the initial plans there was a water feature for it because um, rumor was a long time ago the Hummer dealership here you actually used to have an off road feature like this behind them and they had a water feature in it, but uh, we decided not to go with it just for a number of reasons. Um, the architect gave us the pros and cons, and we waited out, and we decided to uh, ditch it. Yeah. Yep. yeah, towing people out of it, probably one of the That's reasons. That's one of them. One <laughs> now, of the big ones is just trying to keep it full of water and, and yep. Now, talking unmangled. Jeeps, talking Hellcats, and I love the new JL. I've yep. loved it since it's come out. Gorgeous. They did a great job with it, but where's our Hellcat Wrangler? Um, you're probably I've seen them at gonna, SEMA. Yeah, because they're dropping them in there. I, I get that. I get that. <laughs> but what, I'm like... How about at least the 5.7, maybe? Well, what's funny is is that if you open the hood on the Wrangler and you see how much room is inside there with the V6 in it, everybody brings that up. I get that question probably uh, multiple times per month. And there are so many modifications that you can do to a Jeep. And yeah. I think they kind of like to just keep it that way, you know? Oh, okay. And I don't know how well that vehicle would hold up with the motor like that underneath it. I, I, I think at least the 5.7 would yeah, be kind of a great. nice one. It'd be great. But it, there's something called cowl flex. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeeps, you can take the doors off and you take the top off. Yeah, but it's uh, still Eventually, too the thing might look like a Twizzler. Yeah. Uh, they, can, they can find ways. <laughs> they can do it. Well, you know, if you could jump off a six-story building and still land in the drive-thru with a McDonald's, oh, as yeah. God is my now, witness. Now, there are already out track. there with the Hemi. That you know that, right? In the hospital. A lot of people make that modification. So I've there seen, are I've a seen lot like, a, like, a, like a like a or a big kind of block a package Chevy. thing you can buy, right? Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Seen some LSs in them. Yep. In exactly. Them. Yep. I think it. I think it looks better with a Hemi in it, though. Yeah, it's I think just, so too. It's all in house. I yep. like that. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been talking to Jeff Briggs, general manager of Victory Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, with two locations. And uh, what's the website again? The the not Victory Motors KC VictoryMotorsKC.com. You can yep. see the vehicles we've been talking about. Plus, uh, is that a good place to be able to get hold of you or oh, get hold of whomever yep. we can? To yeah, my email address. If you just uh, if you just click uh, about us, um, my profile's on there. My email address is on there. I get if you email me, I get right back to you. So I'm, I'm, I'm I have access to email all throughout the day. That's nice. on there. You can also call up the number 
and leave a message for me. I, um, they won't transfer you to me, but they will take a message. If yeah, you I noticed that. And she's very nice in the way uh, that yep. she guard dogs you like yep. there's no tomorrow. That is called what my gatekeeper. <laughs> oh, she is and good, dude. So, yep. Do you know who I am? <laughs> yes, actually. Oh, damn. I was hoping you didn't. <laughs> no wonder. Yeah, I'll leave a message. <laughs> What's funny is when they call up and ask for Jeff Bridges, she he's a friend of mine is what they always say, you know, and so she knows right away that... Uh, sure and, he is. Yeah, 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 sure he is. Yep. So you work for Alloy Repair. You, you're a vendor. You know how it goes. I get a lot of... Yeah. I get a lot of vendor calls, but well, thank well, you so much for yeah. joining us here on Driven Radio Show, and uh, we look forward to coming up and testing your track out. Yep, sounds good. And you can find all of the links to everything for Victory on readthedriven.com. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our audience. You can find us online at drivenradioshow.com and readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook at Driven Radio Show and same place on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And everywhere fine <laughs> podcasts are heard. I'm Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt and our insipid, again, insipid. Uh, intrepid, <laughs> insipid, tomato, tomato. <laughs> Engineer Catfish Groves, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Thank you.